Welcome to Nuna Your Business Podcast, Episode 7, Interview with Colleen Johnson, Social Media Manager at Drama Fever. Besides managing the social media content and collaborating with the marketing team there, Colleen also writes about K-dramas over on her blog, kdramafighting.com. And on top of all of that, she is a new mother. You guys, I have to be honest, we are in different time zones, so we had to stay up pretty late to get this interview, but it was well worth our effort. Colleen was a joy to speak with. She is funny, knowledgeable, and her resume would make any K-drama and K-pop fan envious. Find out how she went from being a casual K-drama fan to managing social media content that gets distributed to millions of fans on a daily basis. Also hear her hilarious stories about K-con and the K-drama shenanigans she pulled while there, and learn which idol she met in person who made the biggest impression on her. That's what you're in for today on Nuna Yelp Business. Well, first off, welcome to Nunia Business. We are, Megan and I are thrilled that you um, agreed to do an interview with us today because we are avid drama fever watchers. Yeah, it was our gateway into this whole world. <laughs> yes, this big world that we're all into. Um, but first off, congratulations Yay. on becoming a new mother. How old is your little one? She is six months old. Oh, are you adjusting well to motherhood? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going through and, um, you know, trying new foods, which is both exciting and also really tiring. Yes, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Somebody asked, Megan asked me the other yeah. day, she's like, when's the last time you slept through the night? And I was yeah. like, uh, like six years ago. So, yeah. I don't have any kids, but you guys are my heroes because <laughs> I don't have enough energy to do anything and moms are amazing. Yeah, I, she slept like for about eight hours straight for about a month at three months which wow. saved my sanity after all these months was not and then she did the sleep regression thing and now oh. yeah I'm back to this oh, again no. well we won't take up too much but. of your time because I know how valuable your sleep is so um I oh, do have okay. to tell you though today Megan and I were testing the audio equipment just to make sure that everything sounded good and um I said Megan are you excited to talk to Colleen tonight and she's like I'm excited and nervous because I kind of feel like a cool kid at school invited me to hang out with them tonight. So <laughs> I'm going to be super awkward. Just so you know. <laughs> so well, that's um, flattering, but I'm really not that cool. <laughs> so you are the social media manager at Drama Fever. Can you tell our listeners just how long you've been there and what exactly your job entails? So I've been at Drama Fever for four years, um, which was kind of a funny story because I got into K-dramas through Netflix. Um, it recommended one to me, and I was just like, I don't know anything about modern South Korea, and I was curious, and I watched it, it was lie to me, and I was just like, what is this magic? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then my roommate at the time walked in and was like, you watch these too? And I was like, I don't know, is this like a thing? And she was like, yeah, it's a thing, and I was like, oh. And, um, and so fast forward, this was in grad school, so fast forward, I moved to New York, I was trying to work in nonprofit, and this was right after the recession, so there was just nothing and everybody was like, you need social media experience. And I was like, well, I have a Facebook. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to make up something just to practice with. And so I talked to my one of my best friends who had gotten into K-dramas. And I was like, hey, you want to start a blog with me? And she was like, okay. And so using that blog, I taught myself how to do, you know, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and, and all that stuff. And it kind of got popular pretty quickly because at that time there weren't a lot of K-drama blogs um, and so it's called K-drama fighting 
and we must have got copyrights for our memes. Ah. And um, and so I just was like, hey, this is fun, and I feel like I'm pretty good at this, so I should just see if there's like a career I can do. And um, I found out that John Fever was in New York, and so I was like, hey, perfect. So I contacted one of their workers through, through LinkedIn and asked if I could just have like a meeting with her and she gave me a name and I started freelancing for, for Drama Fever and then it kind of went from there where um, I was like, I got to convince them to hire me full time. <laughs> <laughs> and so luckily I was able to do that and yeah, that was about four and a half years ago and so I've been doing that ever since. And, um, yeah, so I'm a social media manager, and I also am over Drama Fever News, and so I manage our freelancers and write my own stories, and back when I lived in New York, I covered a lot of, like, K-pop concerts and um, events, and we had to do some photography, and then I also, like, run our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, and all that. You're busy. You are busy. You really did get into this at like the perfect time. That sounds, and, and I don't want you to like brush it off. I think it's amazing that you even had the gall to like contact somebody through LinkedIn and say, I love doing this. Let's have a meeting. I just think that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so thrilled. That's, that's great. Thanks. Yeah, I was lucky. It, was, it all came together at the perfect time. It's funny because one of the first things that I told Beck I wanted to ask you is what is it like to be able to work in a job where you're surrounded by K-dramas and K-pop all day because I seriously dream about that at my actual job where I can't talk about them at all. So I just want to know, what is it like on yeah. the other side? <laughs> um, I know, and, and so many people feel that way. And I have to admit that I once I started doing it full-time, I kind of pulled back from our phone blog. And my partner, Billia Shade, much more of it now mm-hmm. um just because it's like once you do something for eight or nine hours a day the last thing you want to do when you get home is do it more exactly yeah. <laughs> and um and so yeah it i mean the part of it is not that great because anytime you work at something and it's your job you end up it becomes like mundane after a while right. you know and there are like so many little tasks that i have to do every day that are kind of repetitive yeah. that it takes some of the magic of being a fan out of it. Um, but on the other hand, I also have been mean, amazing opportunities that I would never have gotten. Um, like being able to meet different celebrities and, and do interviews and go to, you know, get press passes. And then, and also just um, my, one of the best things that I've been able to do was I was able to do like a 10 day trip to Korea. So it was like <clears throat> all the, all expenses paid and, Oh my God. Had a personal tour guide, and um, basically my job was just to go and like eat delicious food and go to all the <laughs> K-drama filming sets and take pictures and do live videos and post on Instagram, and it was through the Korean tourism organization. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that was really awesome. Was that relatively <laughs> recently? I've... Yeah. I remember reading yeah, those articles. Was... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I, it actually was about a year ago now. Yeah, I was but, yeah. super jealous and remain super jealous. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was definitely probably one of the highlights of my time at John Fever. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Well, even though it may seem mundane to you, um, 
if it makes you feel any better, my friend, so Megan and then our friend Irene and I are constantly texting each other about K-dramas and K-pop and we're always sending each other oh. content from Drama Fever. Yes. And there's some of our favorite <laughs> things out there. I mean, we often, ju- we were just doing it the other day about um, who's your BTS boyfriend. And I'm like, how else would I ever know that my BTS boyfriend is Nam June if Drama Fever wasn't here to help me figure <laughs> this out? So We take those constant, like any quizzes... We send all the memes to We each take other. them very seriously. It's our happiness. <laughs> Which leads me to, do you have a favorite type of content that you like to create? I mean, do you love the memes? Do you love the quizzes? I know there's a lot of top 10 lists. Is there anything that you really love going above and beyond and creating? Um, we used to do more live videos when I was in the office more. And um, with my poker Jackie, she and I would do more live videos. So I actually moved in. I lived in I live in San Francisco and work remotely now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't get to do as many anymore, which is sad because I miss them. But yeah, doing the live videos with Jackie where we talked about our favorite shows and we're able to interact with fans in real time was really fun. I loved doing that. That's awesome. Do you feel like fans are pretty... Do you get a lot of interaction? I mean, it seems like K-drama and K-pop fans are very passionate, so I'd assume you'd hear from them a lot. But do you get a lot of interaction on social media? Yeah, we do. Um, it's actually pretty amazing. Our our fans are definitely the most passionate fans of, like, you know, any fandom yeah. <laughs> that I know of. And, you know, people are incredibly surprised when, you know, they find out that we have, like, almost 5 million Facebook followers. That's incredible. Um, you know, like 500,000, or I mean, we have 3 million YouTube subscribers and 500,000 Instagram. It's like, it's huge. And people get really into it and they're very passionate about it, which is, which is really fun because it makes my job so much easier, you know? Yeah, like exactly. I, there's been times when I've thought, oh, maybe I should switch jobs. And then I'm just like, what? I can't, I can't write about that. That's lame. Like, what? I'm not going to have any fun interactions with people. That's just like not my day would just be boring so yeah the fans are what really make my job fun and you know it's always very gratifying to like post a meme that I made and then see people comment and like it and and uh to know that like they appreciate it and sweet comments like oh this really made my day or you know thanks for all you do like you know, a lot of stories of people who write in, like, oh, I have cancer and I have you know this is like one of the only things that like brains my day and that's that kind of thing is so gratifying to hear from fans. Putting, like, a lot of good out into the world. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have, to be at a job where you feel like you're making people's days happier. Yeah. That definitely resonates with us because we we talk about it a lot. We get so much joy out of watching K-dramas. And it was something we didn't expect when we started getting, kind of dipping our toes in this. So, it's very relatable. <laughs> and we assume... It we... is, and it, it oh, brings people together, yes. which is fun. Um, like, for example, I interviewed my mom to come on and she was really into them, and she started writing, like, drama club posts and, and got to know a whole bunch of other women that were into K-dramas, and, you know, they, like, meet up at KCON. And <laughs> That's <laughs> so incredible. That's yeah, I got my mom and... into it too, and now she's like yeah, yeah, yeah. lapped me. She's seen everything, and I've seen <laughs> just a small. Oh yeah, version. my mom for sure. My mom has seen more than far more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and she's retired, so she has. Time. That exa- that's but, what yeah. I always say to my mom. You have a lot more free time on your hands than me, so yeah. And when we yeah. were setting up this interview, we obviously we assumed that you like K dramas. Um, 
But when you emailed me your bio, I was so excited to see that you had your own blog. And so we went and checked it out and I want to make sure that we give a plug for it um, on our podcast. So it is, I know you've already kind of touched on it, but it's kdramafighting.com. Um, can you just tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about who you run it with and um, you kind of touched on how you got started, but yeah, just, just any details you want to share. Yeah. Um, I run it with my, one of my best friends from college, Bibi, and um, yeah, I got her into K-dramas and then we, it was kind of cool because I moved away from Utah where we went to school um, to New York and it's one of those situations where like sometimes when you move across the country, you just, you know, your lives kind of apart. Mm-hmm. So it was nice because when we worked on this blog together, we just worked really well together and we had so much fun, like trying all these different things and interacting with people that came to it. And then through that, we were, we were invited by KCON to do K-drama panels um, for several years in a row. And it was always like, so fun to meet people who read our blog in person. And um, yeah, we kind of started it as like a humor thing because K-dramas are, are such a unique um, little world and they have it, they're on inside jokes. And once you get into them, <laughs> you start seeing the same pattern and, you know, they might, you might think like, oh, that gets old, but it actually becomes kind of endearing. And so our, we were kind of like partly making fun of them, but also like in a positive way in the sense of like, this is so funny and I can't stop watching it. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you it's, it's very relatable. Yes. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's, it's, and you have to admit, you know, like, yes, that, that's like the 100th piggyback ride I've seen. Yes. But yes. It's or amnesia. Horrible. I still love it. <laughs> Every time somebody gets yeah. amnesia, I'm just like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, or the, I like, love... white trick of doom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love in your bio that you said that um, when you first got into K-dramas, you actually would choose to stay in over actually going out and being around people. And I also love how you mentioned that you watched your first, ep- first whole show in, like, three short days because... Oh, same. We've yeah. we've all been there, and I think any K drama fan who says they haven't done that is probably lying, lying to themselves. But what exactly yeah. do you think pulled you in in this this fascinating world of K dramas? Were you hooked after the first one? Was it like lied to me, and then that was it? Were you just like in from the start? Yeah, I was pretty much in from the start. I was surprised because the first episode of Lied to Me, there's like this really over the top scene where. She's like planning this event, and all these bees come, and they're like these <laughs> terrible CGI bees. And they're like seeing people, and you're just like, what, what in the world? This is so over the top. And <laughs> but then you're also just like, I can't stop. Why can't I stop? And um, yeah, I think it was like I really I was in grad school at the time, so it was a really great form of escapism. Um, because I was just stressed about so many things, but it was like nice to just turn my brain off and be transported into another world. And because I, you know, I hadn't ever been to Korea and I didn't know anything about it. It was almost like entering a fantasy world, you know, where, where it's almost one step even further removed from reality than American TV Yeah, <laughs> because I really just didn't know anything about it. And so it was like discovering a whole new world with food and clothing and, and words and, you know, just a whole different culture which fascinated me and definitely made me want to learn more. I was just telling Becca before we talked to you, um, so I've seen Lie to Me and she hasn't, and I was telling her that's the famous Coca-Cola kiss. 
is reminding me. Yes, and so she yes. has to watch it now because I feel like that in itself is like an inside joke in K-dramas. Yeah, Megan's like, it's so, yeah. it, it comes on and you're like, this is so not sexy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, it no, is. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, if you, you know, just saw K-drama kissing and had never seen a K-drama, you'd probably be like, that looks awkward. And, um, Why are her eyes open? Sexy, but yeah, but it's like, it already invested seven or eight episodes into these characters and mm-hmm. all their trials and all the sexual attention that's there, and then they finally kiss, even though you know it's an awkward kiss. You're still just like, wow, it's so fireworks. amazing! <laughs> yes. So I, I think between you yeah. and I, we've convinced Becca that she has to watch. I Lion just Week. told her, I'm, I guess that's going to be my next show. <laughs> yeah, just take it from there. Yeah, I think for me at the time, I think the other reason why I loved it so much is because I just happened to fit my stage of life very well. Like the at the time. I was single, and I was, like, kind of in a culture where I was still pushing to, like, get married and was feeling kind of old, and, and that's kind of the same thing in the drama. It starts off with the main character where she's not married, all her college friends are, and she feels, like, really looked down upon, and so she lies about being married, and so that's kind of, like, the catalyst for the whole thing. And I could just kind of really relate to how she felt at and that she's, moment. That's, um... <laughs> Um, what's her name? From Coffee Prince. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yoon Hae, which she, is I had to watch Coffee Prince next. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I feel like she's a really good uh, way to start K-dramas because every character she plays, you're so enchanted by her. And she embodies that kind of really spirited, exciting person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. she would. she's a good way to... I don't know, like an intro to K dramas. I love her. Yeah, I mean, I hope she does like another good one soon. It's been a while since she's had like a, a really it has solid been one. A really long time. So, do you um yeah. do you happen to keep track of how many K dramas you watch? Any idea how many you've seen over the years? Oh no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to Honestly, list for I sure. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I really are don't um, know. looking back? What are just a few of your favorites? If you had to pick a few, um, definitely I would say Coffee Prince is my favorite of all time, and it was kind of funny because when I moved to New York, I was living with my friend and her husband for like a month while I was trying to like get my feet planted. And um, I started making them watch Coffee Prince and her, her husband got way into it. And there was a point at which like we were out to dinner with our other friends and her husband turned to us and I was like, I just want to go home. So we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah. That literally. is the dream roommate right there. <laughs> That's what every K-drama yeah. fan wants to hear is someone who's not a K-drama fan to be like, can we please just leave and go watch that show? <laughs> yes. And I was like, me too. I have no interest in these topics. Like, no way, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Coffee Friends is definitely my top. And then I would say Master of Sun I loved. Um, just yeah, because of the chemistry, and it was funny, but also a little scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh, my ghostess was taught, I love too. I, I guess I, I, I like the ones that have a little bit of horror in them, as long as they're also, like, funny and romantic. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Faded to Love You was awesome. That one, like, made me fall my eyes out. So. Oh, we were wondering, so you, is it the Korean one or the Taiwanese one? Yeah, the Korean one. The Korean one. That's the one we've seen. We haven't seen the other one. So it's so funny because when you sent me your list, um, my friend Irene and I have very different tastes than Megan does when it yeah. comes to K-dramas. And your list pretty much mimics mine and Irene's list, like, to a T. I was like, oh, my gosh, Colleen and I would get along <laughs> so well because those are pretty much all my favorite K-dramas as well. Yay, K-drama, it's <laughs> <so> nice. <laughs> I like them too. Yeah. 
she just doesn't want to feel left out. Yeah, like I cool like that too. Lunch. Um, I was actually. We can be called K Grandma's Wife too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I even like now, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this always happens to me. Um, I wanted to ask you. I was looking through some of the the posts on your your blog, and there was one about strong female leads, like the best strong female leads, and we wanted to know if you had a favorite like female character that you really loved from the dramas. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so many great ones, but I I feel like some of them start out so annoying, (laughs) and then, but then they get, they get, like, you know, they get better, which is the whole point of drama, right, as a character growth. That's why you invest Um, for 16 episodes. Mm -hmm. Right, because you're just like, I know I'm going to like them one day. This is going to turn out okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... I actually really like the second female lead from Coffee Prince. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah, she's, she's like, really cool and accomplished and um, complicated. And she seems like a real person. Like, for me, she's not, like, a, a stereotype or an archetype. Like, she's, like, her own woman and has her own flaws, but, is like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, w- I can't think of it. I feel like you, what spot. you just said is really made me think of how you can have a crazy premise for a K-drama, like this girl pretends to be a boy to work at a coffee house because she wants the job and then, you know, hilarity ensues. But the reason that I feel like they never feel silly or over the top is because characters like that one, they're such realistic nuanced characters so you kind of can put aside the bizarre plot mm-hmm. and just be like okay these are I, I feel like I know these people and they yes it's a weird scenario but it brings a lot of reality into that fantasy yeah. and it just makes it seem so yeah yeah relatable for sure yeah I think there's an element of relatability that that makes every K-drama like addicting is because you can see yourself in that yes. even though the situation is over the top you can still see yourself in it yeah I think that's a huge reason why I like them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really well yeah. Um, I also saw, we so we were, like I said, going through some of the recent blog posts, and um, there was also a couple mentions of how 2017 was kind of a slow year for shows, which is something Beck and I have talked about a lot lately. Last year, we were kind of struggling to find anything, so we were just wondering if there are any shows on your radar for 2018 that you're looking forward to, or the Drama Fever is really excited about. Because we're always looking for what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the one that just came out this week is Gogo Waikiki. And it's really fun. Um, it's got this, like, element of, um, like, three men and a baby. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> it already. <laughs> yeah, How relatable so... for you as a new mother. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's got this... Um, it's fun. It's lighthearted, which, you know, I find that if I watch something too heavy in the winter, then I'm just like, I can't handle oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched, like, half of I Miss You, and that was in the winter. <laughs> and even though I liked it, I was dark. like, I can't anymore. Yeah. I can't anymore. You guys are still um, both better than me. I can't get, like, three episodes into a serious drama any time of the year because I'm like, this is too much emotion. Megan makes me watch them and then, like, give her cliff notes. And yeah. she's like, nope, don't even tell it's me. Too, I can't yeah, even. It's too, too sad. much pressure. I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that one is kind of a fun, lighthearted one to start watching now. And 
Um, next coming up, we have my mister with Ayu and oh. um, the guy who plays the, the sure. second lead in Cock and Cone. Yeah. Yeah. So or, Pasta was our chef, first yeah, drama. Chef. So we always okay, yeah, him as chef. <laughs> we, we always call him chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Lead. Yeah, I think that one will be really good. Um, that's kind of one that we're looking forward to next. Mm. And, uh, yeah, other than that right now, we have some really good serious dramas, if that's what you're into, that are getting, like, amazing reviews that I haven't watched because I'm just, like, I can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need but, a um, solid romantic comedy. That. I love them. Yeah, like, Call Me Mother, Cross, and Misty are sort of the, like, serious ones we have, but they have amazing acting and amazing writing, and if you are, like, and if you need to, like, cry or you need, like, something serious, then I definitely recommend them. I'll have Becca watch them and yeah, and I'll give them the notes. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to switch gears real quick um, just to head over to the K-pop side of things. I know you mentioned in um, in the little pre-interview that we gave you that one of your favorite K-pop groups was Big Bang, which is actually, you know, it's great timing because Taeyang just got married this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, Megan and I just recorded a podcast, I'm not sure when we're going to air it, about devoted entirely to a trip that we did to go see Big Bang front row at the Maid tour a few years ago. So have you had an opportunity to see any K-pop concerts yourself? I'm sure you have, but we would love to hear about any of those experiences. Yes, I've seen so many. (laughs) Um, We actually actually produced um, the taping of the Maid tour in New York. Oh, we, be, we made can, sure to do a, a a big plug for Drama Fever. <laughs> We're Becca's like, watch it yeah. exclusively. I watch it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that concert is on Drama Fever, so you can watch it. And so I, I was there for that when they taped it. That was cool. And um, yeah, I've been to, I honestly don't even know how to do that concert. <laughs> um, because when I was in New York, I would try to get press passes for pretty much any one that passed through New York. That's um, awesome. That was really cool because we were literally, like, at the very, very, very front. And so I'm like, I could reach out and touch your face, but that'd be creepy. So I won't. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, I've been to many, but I would say one of my favorites was CM Blue. Um, oh. Part of it was because I knew the guys from dramas, but I didn't know their music very well. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of came in, and I had seen many other K-pop groups perform where, like, to be honest, they were more about dancing than singing. And so I came into the K-pop Blue, the same Blue concert, not having high expectations for their musical abilities, because I thought, oh, these guys are actors, and they're probably going to, like, you know, dance, whatever. This wasn't the case at all. Like, they're 100% musicians, and I was just completely blown away by the whole show and how talented they all are individually at their instruments and singing, and um, just, like, really good music. And I was just like, man, now I wish I would have listened to it more beforehand, so I could, like, be singing along, you know? Um, yeah, that one was amazing. FT Island was also amazing because he just has the most amazing voice. Yes. <laughs> and it was fun to see him too after, you know, seeing him in some AK dramas. Um, and then, like, I was also really impressed by BAP. They were just really amazing musicians. And then, um, more, I, I've been to Cape Con every year and gotten to be pretty much front row as well, which has been awesome. And, um, I think I loved seeing Super Junior and they were on the John Fever red carpet, which was cool. So I got to kind of see them. And um, yeah, I was, of course, in love with Siobhan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
And um, I relate. Yeah, and <laughs> back in the day, I, we I got to like run interviews with uh, Team Top and Vix. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was it's it's cool. Like I, I have nothing but nice things to say about all the K-pop people I've met. They've always been so so sweet and like I know, they've just been so great. I've, they've been so nice. You actually transitioned perfectly because the next thing we're going to ask you about was KCON. So obviously KCON is an annual event. Um, I, I So when I was looking it up, I know I noticed that it's organized by Powerhouse Live, Mnet Media, um, CJ E&M, and Korea Boo. How exactly does Drama Fever fit into that equation? So the last couple of years, Drama Fever has uh, been like one of the co-sponsors of KCON. And, and so they've sponsored the red carpet and uh like had a booth and and uh yeah that's kind of how they fit in they're not an organizer of it but they are a sponsor of it and as such they have a pretty strong presence at the actual event but they don't organize the actual event okay so do you have a favorite i know you mentioned that you've been there many times do you have a favorite kcon moment um favorite kcon moment oh no there's so many (laughs) um yeah i do have a couple (laughs) so Back before I actually worked for Drama Fever, I went to KCON right after we started our blog uh, with BB, my co-writer, and I was, like, on the hunt for a job at that point. So I was like, I'm going to network. And we were kind of practicing YouTube at the time, which we didn't do much with afterwards because we decided that wasn't our strong suit. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, we tried to think of a bunch of creative ideas for videos at KCON. And they had this workshop at KCON that was for speed dating, speed dating. And so you could go and speed date, um, you know, other K-pop fans, K-pop fans. And I was like, I'm going to <laughs> do this thing where I, I'm in character as like a K-drama character. <laughs> well, I, and then I'm going to ask these guys these questions as if I'm a K-drama character. That's amazing. And um, <laughs> so I told the guys like, the second they sat down, I was just like, okay, it's being taped. Okay, I'm going to ask you, like, a bunch of these questions. And so, you know, I all played along, and they were so funny. So I asked, like, are you physically able to give me a piggyback ride? <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, how would you describe your mother? You know? <laughs> um, like, all the requirements that I would need to find my Kate Drama Mel lead. Yes. Um, and so... It's a pretty awkward video. It's the only thing I've ever watched it. That's but, amazing. I mean, I watched, haven't watched it for years. It's been like four years. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, it's definitely an awkward, not that well done video. But that it's was such a good idea, to, like, though. Guys' reactions. Huh? It's such a good idea. That's so funny. <laughs> and of course, it was like some of these guys were like 16 and I was like 50. <laughs> I like, you know, and I should have sat down and like, why is this so Oh my god, that makes it so much better. That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta look this up. I know, so you've also mentioned, and, um, with all your experiences, so just being a fan, but working for Drama Fever and then being at KCON, you've obviously met some actors and idols and actresses. Um, who, I guess, can you list a few of the, the people? that you've met and do you have any favorites that you think I would love to meet that Who person are you again? Most starstruck yeah. by? Hey, yeah, uh, I definitely have a favorite. Oh. Yeah, so for the Drama Fever Awards, we had Park Shin Hye and um, Gary from Running Man and Kim Jong-suk from Running Man. And then at KCON, we 
had Park Bo Young come to our booth, which was cool. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, and then I just, like, really press stuff. I've gotten to meet a few different people as well. But, yeah, my by far my favorite was Kim Jong-Cook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from Running Man. <laughs> yeah, well, not only is he just, like, you know, he's just handsome, and he's he's also just so nice, like, legitimately a nice person. Because with celebrities, you never know what you're going to get. You know, right. they're actors. Like, you don't know what their real personality is. But he literally is, like, a nice, nice person. Like, we, um, I covered, he came with HaHa to do, like, their little duo concert oh, that yeah. they, like, sing together and rap together. And um, I got, I did that press for that. And I already met him. I think I've actually met him three times. <laughs> but um, I went to that, and I got to go to like the fan event where if you paid a little bit more, you got to take a picture with them and, you know, like and talk to them, have their, your questions answered before the concert. That's and so like cool. half of the manager was like, Oh, I'm sorry, you guys, not everybody's going to get pictures with them because we're running late and we have to go. And uh, Kim John Cook was just like, no, everybody's going to get a picture. <laughs> oh my God. Come up right now and he made sure that he like took an individual picture with every person and shook everybody's hand and said hi to everybody and was just like no everybody's gonna you know that's awesome that is so amazing that makes me so happy because he is so much fun to watch on running man that you want him to be as cool Mm -hmm. as he seems on tv so that makes my heart happy he really is yeah um, so we have one last segment. Megan, do you have any other questions before we hop I'm in? sure I'll think of like 20 after <laughs> we're done, but... Um, so we have one last segment, and this is actually a brand new segment to our podcast. So we do have a friend, um, obviously her name, we've mentioned her before. Her name's Irene. She lives in Boston. Um, she has never been on the podcast, but she's constantly helping we us come up with content. Lot, yeah. And so we are, we created this new segment called Irene wants to know. So basically we just told Irene, you know, we were going to be talking with you. You were from drama fever. What were just a few things that she was dying to know, dying for us to ask you. So if you're game, we're just going to shoot you a couple of questions that she wants to know and, and, uh, and see what she can come up with. All right. All right. So number one, her favorite, her, her question was, what is your favorite drama of all time? And you can only pick one. Um, Coffee Prince. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great answer. Um, who is your favorite K-drama star? And we're going to do a male and female. Uh, eh, I mean, <laughs> how can I not say Gong Yu? I don't know if like, he was my all-time favorite drama, but he's just like, I Yeah, just that's who, I think we asked Becca this question, and she immediately was like, obviously, it's Gong It's got to be Gong Yu. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Right. <laughs> but I have to say, I also really love um, Shiwan. Mm-hmm. And he's always like so fun to watch because of his facial expressions, and he also is just like legitimately a nice person in real life. Oh, that so. makes me happy. Too. Oh, that makes Megan really happy. <laughs> I love. He, I get second male lead syndrome constantly, but it has never been stronger than when I watched uh, She Was Pretty. Yeah, <laughs> he's so good in that. Totally. Um, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> and then, do you have a favorite female yeah. star? Um, I really like. I'm like facing her name, the girl from uh, Master's Son. Gong Yo Jin. Gong Yo Jin. Oh, she's one of yes, my favorites Gong too. Jin. I think she would be my favorite. Um, yeah, I love her. And then I also, which I'm also facing the name again, but she was in Fade to Love You, but then she also was just in Go Back Couple. Jing Nara. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah, Jing Nara. Um, yeah, I just want, I, I would say Go Back Couple is probably my 
favorite most recent drama. Yeah, um, we we just finished that. And she's one. just such a good actress. Yeah. Every every time she's in anything, I ball my eyes out and I'm she's not so a crier. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Go she's back a amazing at expressing emotion and getting me really invested in making you cry but also making you laugh and um, that drama is just really relatable too. And so, yeah, it was definitely, that's my, probably my favorite, most recent one. Oh, I love it. All right. So I did tell Irene, I gave her that short list of people that you had sent me that you had met in person before. And she wants to know, is Kim Soo Hyun more beautiful in person? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Actually, they all are. Honestly, they all are. Like I, every time I see one of them, in real life I'm just like how is it possible that you're better looking in real life like Uh, every single one of them it's like enough already yeah we get it you're all beautiful (laughs) yeah I mean they're all beautiful on camera but they're like far more beautiful in real life where you're just kind of like are you real yeah what's going on here so you've obviously met a lot of people but Irene wants to know is there a Korean star or group that you're dying to meet someone that you haven't met yet that you would love to um, I would love to meet Kim Woo Bin. Mm. Um, he, we had him do a live hangout with Drummer Fever fans. It must have already been, I don't know, maybe two years ago. I can't keep track of time, but, um, and the, I didn't get to meet him because it was like a live hangout from Korea, but, um, we had it, one of our hosts, Grace was there for it and she got to meet him and. She just said he's like the nicest, nicest guy ever. And it really impressed me because when we asked him to do it, he wasn't like, oh, how much? He was just like, yes, I'll do it. I want to meet my fans, my international fans. That's so And so cool. he 100% did it just so he could meet his international fans. And that was so cool. That's amazing. All right. And she only has one more question here for you. Um, so if you get obsessed with an idol or a star, do you exhibit any stalking behaviors like we do, like social media stalking, watching them on YouTube until 3 a.m.? Basically, Irene just wants to know if we're normal or if that's uh, pretty standard with K-pop fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that she's in good company. Um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, once I develop a crush, of course, I'm like, no, I need to look up Gangyu speaking English. Yes, <laughs> every interview um, for the last 10 years. <laughs> right, because of course, like, I think there's a part of you that's, you know, well, when I was single, that I was like, if they speak English, then that's one less barrier to oh, our yeah. true love. <laughs> and, you know, for sure, that all be together. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that all the time. <laughs> Well, as a a fellow um, Fated to Love You fan, we have to know, do you like Lee Gunn, the main character, better pre or post haircut? Because I think it's about episode 13, where he goes away and comes back and he finally looks like a gorgeous man. So which do you prefer, the longer hair or the short hair? Well, I mean, I kind of love the longer hair just because it's more of his character. Like, it's just like, with with his, like, goofy laugh, you know, and... I don't know. I just feel like that's him. And so, although, yes, he is more attractive with Sean Moore, I just feel like the longer hair was, like, it was more him. I feel like I was two episodes into the haircut before I was like, wait, did he get a haircut? (laughs) I didn't even notice it. (laughs) I, on the other hand, immediately noticed and texted our friend Irene, oh, my gosh, the hair, finally. Oh, well, Colleen, this has been such a joy. We really appreciate you sharing your time with us and your stories. And I know that um, the, our listeners are going to love every minute of this. So we really appreciate it. And as fellow fans, fighting. That's all I can yes, say. This was so much so fun. Much. 
So for all of our listeners, we want you to know that we recorded this interview pretty late last night. So we just kind of wanted to take an opportunity one more time to thank Colleen for joining us. We also wanted to take an opportunity to thank Drama Fever uh, for sharing her with us. They were very responsive when we reached out uh, with our request to interview somebody. And we, we were just talking about the fact that it seems like a small thing, but being able to talk to someone who you've never met from a completely different part of the country who feels the same way that you do about, about this one specific thing and is so passionate and excited. It was really cool. It made us kind of realize we don't, you know, other than each other, we don't have a lot of people in our lives who, who are at that same level of excitement that we are. So it was just fun to, to connect with somebody and recognize that same level of passion in another person. So it was really, it was special for us. We, we really enjoyed it. I couldn't agree more. It was such a fun experience. And I think it was just great to, it was almost funny to see how this one topic, I mean, we jumped into this interview with her and within five minutes, I felt like, oh my goodness, we just made a new friend. Like it's just this topic yeah. brings so many people together. And so if you are out there listening as always, and you don't feel like you have people to talk to about this stuff, just know people are out there. Sometimes we just have to make the effort to go and find them. Yeah, and we're going to keep talking about this ad nauseum, whether somebody's listening or not. So yep. <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> okay, as always, you can find us on social media, Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. You can email us, Becca at NuniaBusiness.com and Megan at NuniaBusiness.com. A big, huge thanks to Who Arted for all of our podcast equipment and for sponsoring us over these last few weeks. And yeah, reach out. Let us know what you think. We'll see you all next week.